On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing 1983's BMX Bandits, starring Academy Award winner Nicole Kidman. another episode of cult cinema cavalcade i'm brandon and as always with me is your push biking co-hoster cullen can't have them push bikes around here cult cinema cavalcade is a bi-weekly movie podcast that finds cullen and myself discussing a film from cinema's past considered but not limited to being a cult classic as a disclaimer every episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language today we're discussing BMX Bandits from 1983. Cullen, pop a wheelie and tell them how things are shaking at the old BMX park. Two BMX expert bikers and a friend of theirs become entangled with a group of bank robbers after discovering a carton of walkie-talkies. BMX Bandits is directed by Brian Trenchard-Smith, written by Patrick Edgeworth, and stars Nicole Kidman, Angelo D'Angelo, James Lugton, David Argue, John Lee, and Brian Marshall. We'd like to welcome you back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. And if you're joining us for the first time, I'm Brandon and this is my pal Cullen. It's, I'm still here. We talk about B-movies, silly movies, odd sequels, and the like every other week with episode dropping on Monday on iTunes, where you can give us a five-star review. Thanks, Gary. And our website, cultcinemacavalcade.com. If you want to make a suggestion, ask us a question, or tell us how bad we are, you can email us at mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at ccavalcade. Now, let's just get right into our movie, BMX Bandits. Or as in Mexico, uh, Los BMX Banditos. <laughs> we start uh, with a beach area city with some music kicking in and then we get these guys gearing up with some uh, very non-intense colorful bmx gear yeah and they're doing tricks that yeah. uh, i don't know week one of being a bmx rider very like, minor bmx tricks <laughs> i guess like they, they ride one they ride them uh, backwards for a little bit and like all right that's a little more advanced, but it's mostly just like them just riding them and spinning them around. Like a, a little hops and then like, oh, I stood up straight. Uh, what, they went down the stairs, those daredevils. Uh, in the town, there's a white van suspiciously parked with some crooks getting ready with pig masks and one wolf mask and shotguns. Yeah, yeah. So it, it goes from uh, BMX bandits to point break. Right. Bits. Right. Pre point break. This is like uh, predates it by like seven years. 
<laughs> Point Break yeah. is the uh, the BMX bandits of uh, surf movies, right? <laughs> That's right. This predates uh, Point Break and uh, Rad, which was the American BMX movie. That was by three years. So this is blazes a trail for all kinds of movies. Okay. It's a groundbreaking uh, pivotal film in Australian cinema. Uh, this van in this van with the shotguns and the masks of course they're going to get Dairy Queen but no they drive the van (laughs) straight into a bank and they rob it in the most indiscreet way possible which means yelling at everybody screaming around and firing a shotgun in the air The uh, the cops in this town are uh, slow to respond. You would figure, like they they're there long enough that the cops should have arrived. <laughs> Something should have happened immediately upon them crashing in there. But yeah. they, they're they're smart. They don't leave in the van. They have an escape station wagon <laughs> that they yes they do. <laughs> That they get the in. The fastest station wagon in all of Australia. And they go to take off, and we see, like, the police coming out, but I, the the police never chase, right? We just see a, like, shot of a cop car, and it's like, oh, here comes a chase. But I never see, like, the <laughs> cop car and the, the wagon in the same frame. But the wagon does catch up to our BMXers. They get in a little, uh, make a little sequence straight out of Superman 3 to happen. Yes. It does. It, it does seem like uh, Richard Lester is directing this movie temporarily because they they get to like the the pier area. He did uh, second where, unit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where where our our BMXers are going, and there's like a like <laughs> like one of the BMX kids like slaps some woman's butt, and then like she turns around and slaps a man, a different yeah. man, and then there's like a naked mannequin that flies through the air and lands on a priest like crotch in his face yes and he's like oh. and like the women the women are all looking at him like oh my i don't believe it and he's like i didn't mean oh i'm a priest i mean he doesn't say these words but it's implied that he's not a sex pervert right and this time is our first taste of what will become a mainstay in this movie is the Sound effects of yes. the BMX bikes whenever they take air. The bikes seem to be laser powered because anytime the bike like <laughs> leaves the ground, even an inch, it's. And I don't know what kind of special, <laughs> like, like I've never been on a bike <laughs> that makes these kind of sounds. Most people. They put like you know like a, like a baseball card in it or a playing card in it to make sounds. Not these bikes. Fuck you, lasers. <laughs> it remind. It's funny. Like, it's like the thing that's like makes it like less cool. And yes. it reminds me of this time I had a roommate in college who was in uh, big into lacrosse. He was on like the club lacrosse team, and he we never we didn't go to his games or anything really and he was always talking about how cool lacrosse was and he had ordered these like lacrosse dvds one time and they showed like with like awesome highlights or whatever he's like you guys you guys gotta see this okay you got any like we made us all in the room and popped in the dvds and these were like you know cool 
like highlights, but they had special effects thrown in, like whoosh, and we were making fun of it forever. He's like, damn it. <laughs> well, you are right to make fun of him. Because it was just like all these damn like silly fucking effect sounds that just ruined everything, like crash, bing, bong, like, like someone got hit. It was it was embarrassing. It made this look tame. But yeah. this is what it reminded me of. I was like, wow. <laughs> well, that's like it, like how those awful DVDs are. They just like pack as much garbage in there just so you will pay attention to the screen. However, this isn't a movie. It yeah. shouldn't be, you know, like. Yeah. You know, this is something with a plot. It shouldn't have that kind of crap in it. No one's saying BMX bikers has to be some gritty reality, but well, it no, doesn't it need to be. have this fucking bullshit here, but. Like, like, even if it were, like, if there was some kind of, like, guitar riff or someone hit, like, a whammy bar, I could deal with that. That would be acceptable. Well, I mean, I guess that kind of radical music wasn't happening yet when this came out. Uh, and no one knows what was going on with the music scene in Australia at the time. No, no, no. We know Men at Work was probably together at some point during that time, but... <laughs> But uh, after all uh, the, the the zaniness, that's when one of the officers comes up right. to our, our, our protagonist, uh, PJ and Goose, and said, All right, you two. I hope you realize it's against the law to ride your push bikes in this plaza. Get out of my sight before I book you. <laughs> push bikes. <laughs> yeah, like, isn't that just bikes? That's fine. Yeah, well, that, that works. What, what's, what's like a, is there like a, a ride bike? Or, <laughs> well, the, when, it, when it says push bikes, it sounds like scooter. That's what a push right. bike sounds like to me. Because like, like, these like, should like, be like pedal bikes, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that would that would be better. It would be a bit redundant, but I mean, instead of saying motorbike, I guess that's what it is. But uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, you can't call this movie push bike bandits, I guess. So. <laughs> So the, our BMXers, Goose and PJ, discuss uh, needing the need for a BMX park after the cop tells them to go away. And they decide to go to the mall, and we go from there to meet our stereotypical 80s fat kid. Who isn't really that fat. Not really that fat, but he's a complete asshole. And he, 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 yeah, he dresses more like an idiot than anything. And following him takes us to Nicole Kidman, who plays Judy, who's pushing carts, and she's saving up to get her own bike. You mean push carts. Push carts. <laughs> push carts. Uh, and, the, and Fat Kid bat brags that his parents bought his, and he flaunts that he has this money in front of her and pushes her carts away from her, which ends up knocking off, knocking into one of our heroes, and her boss sees it and is mad and fires her. Yeah, because, like, the kids, like, they break their bikes, and I think... The boss thought that she was hanging out with her friends, but she knows none of these characters. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, she has she has more of a relationship with her boss than she does with any other person in this exactly. movie up to this point. But the BMXers then tell her that, you know, they'll make it up to her, so they take her out for milk? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of milk in this movie. Like anytime the kids are drinking, they seem to be drinking milk. <laughs> To, to strengthen their bones when they're for the what they're doing all their BMXing, I, I guess. Yeah, it's so weird. I'm like that. That makes everything better. Milk. Okay, and it's it's like lunchbox milk. Like, yes, the kind of milk that you'd only get when you're in school. 
They, they don't like I. I guess in Australia they they sold school grade milk. I, I guess I've I don't know if I've ever seen it like that in a store. All right. All right. Well, meanwhile the crooks are back at their warehouse. Their boss shows up. Who Frank, looks like Australian Chuck Norris? Yes, by the way. that's right. Yes. Uh, the big nose and the mustache and the, the haircut, like everything about this guy. All he needs to do is just be wearing an incredibly tight denim, and he'll have all of the Chuck Norris staples down. Right. And he brings them their tax-free money for the job, but normally these guys like to go out, blow their money, and then look for a job. <laughs> That's where they're all like, oh, okay, well, we should be done spending this in a couple weeks. And he's like, no, I got another job for you guys. And this job pays them a quarter of a million each. And all I got from their plan is they drive a van into a semi? Yeah, like... And, and to make this work, they need these walkie-talkies synced to police radio. Yeah, they're all the way from the states. Yeah, from the states. Yeah, the United States. So yeah, they're 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 uh, these walkie-talkies are so they can hear the police, but the police can't hear them. Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, the rest of the movie that doesn't happen at all. <laughs> but that's the idea. Yes. For using the walkie-talkies. He chooses two of his goons to take on the task of getting the walkie-talkies. And their names are appropriately Whitey and Mustache. Yes. Mustache looks like evil David Tennant. Right, yes. And, and Whitey looks like, what, who did you say it was a cross between? Malcolm McDowell and Singh, yes. And it's, an, it's absolutely accurate. That's what he looks like. Not as cool as either, either. <laughs> no, he's not. And so the boss man, he picks up a shotgun and in this like scene of intensity to show him like no one needs they means business about nobody screwing up he like shoots these boxes and it's like the weakest shotgun blast I'm like where it's like oh that was it's like a you expect this like what it was like a uh-huh. well, maybe, <laughs> it's like paper little papers fly out well maybe it's like the blunderbuss from Looper that you have to be right up on top of someone right. for the gun to actually do anything right so later on. Goose and PJ pick up Judy in a boat. They go to a buoy in the middle of the water to look for something. They find nothing there. Yeah, they, they go there to get um, uh, clams, clams, I think. Yeah. That, that's the idea because they want money for for a bike for Judy to repair their bikes and a BMX track. Somehow they're going to get all this money. From collecting clams off of dinghies. I don't know what what the clam market is. I I don't know what market value is in Australia, but it can't be that great if you can just go out into the bay and it's like, I got one. Let's go sell it. Right. Uh, Whitey and Mustache, they get in a boat with some really odd airbrushed barbarian on it. Is though I thought it was like a Native American. I I, maybe tell. it's just weird. It's with the airbrushed and it's got this huge, crazy engine. It looks like Rat Fink should be right. driving it. It's like a it's like that kind of engine on the back of his and, bo- boat. And they drive it out of control and like Whitey's like standing up straight on it. It's like it's weird. It seems it like at like any given like moment, Whitey's going to yeah. yeah. Like, he's just needlessly taking his life into his own hand. He almost looks like he's like a like a dummy on there, like a like a crash test dummy sitting yes, on there but, just taking it. 
But it is. It's Whitey. It's that guy and this boat just dangling around like a damn marionette. <laughs> so Judy, PJ, and Goose find this float in the middle of the water, and the, and Judy find, ends up finding a big box, which we know what's in there. Yeah, they they, they 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 just go up to it and just pull it out of the water. Like, yeah. I mean, I get they are called BMX bandits, so I guess that makes some kind of sense that they would steal this thing. They have no idea what it is. Right. It it reminds me of the women from Hard Ticket to Hawaii when that toy helicopter right. comes and lands. Like, what's this? It's opening. Let's go check it out. Like, why? Why Let's not you... open and see what the fuck it is until we... <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Each, both times these characters take whatever is inside uh, the, the, the thing that they have no business touching or being a part of, and they take it somewhere else to open it. Like, why... Open it there, but what if there's, like, someone pooped in it and are, like, <laughs> playing a prank? You could you're leave it right there. It's like, yeah, yeah, hey, hang on. Hey, Gregory, I got an idea. Let's poop in a box. Put it under the water. Might get in the shape of a boomerang. It's a pooperang. <laughs> Gonna blow the mines when they open it up. <laughs> well, well, they just take off with that box, and Whitey and Mustache show up and freak out that the walkie-talkies are gone, and they devise that the the kids they passed took it on their own, so they speed off, and... Judy and gang, they go into a warehouse to open the box. They have to go in this, like, private, closed-off warehouse. And they find the walkie-talkies and decide they can sell them, and that'll give them money to fix their bikes and buy Judy one. So they take them to the streets and to, to like, test them out, and they start getting on the police channel, and the cops are bemiffed that someone's on their line. It's screwing up the traffic cop, the police captains, and, like... Wondering the, what's going on. These walkie-talkies, where you're supposed to hear the police, but they're not supposed to hear you. The police immediately hear the kids. Yes. And, well, the police are listening, and there's a woman cop who kind of finds it all charming. But the captain gets on and tells them public use of this wavelength is illegal. Like, they need to come and turn those in right now. And, like, what's, what's super... I... Uh, off, weird, odd, whatever. The kids are basically talking about their love life over the right. talkies. They're talking about like scored with girls and about how slow things are. Like, what are you? Ugh, you've just met this girl and you're just openly talking about this stuff. Right. Well, the kids go to sell them. And I don't think they're all like on the same page because they're all selling them for like drastically different prices. Five dollars with your order. The rest on delivery. Twenty bucks. Where am I gonna get twenty bucks? Forty bucks. Forty bucks. <laughs> yeah, like one kid is selling it uh, for five dollars, and then I think Judy sells it to uh, the not fat kid who's fat. Uh, for <laughs> regular stocky kid, like that's what he. <laughs> yes, uh, tries to sell it to him for forty dollars. Like you guys gotta figure out a ra- like a a smaller range at which you're willing to sell this. But the, the fat kid that isn't fat or that fat, he actually has money. So I guess you know she's trying to boost the price. So I guess that makes some kind of sense, right? But, I mean, he obviously, he, he has money because uh, he doesn't care what he looks like because he dresses like an asshole. He's yeah. got that that visor 
like the was it a was it solar powered visor that was also like a powered a radio or something? It was something stupid in his like needless in his visor, and then he's wearing overalls that look like snow pants. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought like who let you out of the house like that? <laughs> My mom and dad. Like, like did like the wardrobe department just fucking hate this kid? Like he's in the same thing the whole movie. Yes, yes he is. I don't know if anyone changes I, their clothes in this entire movie. And it takes place in a mustache. mustache do, but that's because they go in disguise. Yes, that's true. But I think everyone else wears... Well, no. Eventually, uh, the bandits change their right. shirts. They, they change their shirts. I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I, I just have to mention this now. Eventually, they wear shirts that say BMX bandits on it. Right. Makes me wonder if it's like a crew shirt. <laughs> Whitey... He gets ripped by his boss, who tells him they better find those kids. I want to take a second right now to point out that we have Whitey and Mustache. And when I was taking notes, they hadn't been named yet at all. And I had them as Mustache and Blondie. And then when I looked up the credits, I was like, well, was not too far off. This is yet another movie where we put some, like, ridiculous just characteristic about a person. And it's their actual name. Also, the uh, the Chuck Norris uh, Australian boss in this movie character's name boss. Boss. Yeah, nobody has a real name but Judy. You're right. Everyone else is just like a description of who they are or a nickname. Yeah, and that's it. PJ I think, and Goose are nicknames. And I, yeah, I think though the uh, the not fat kid. I think his name is Creep. I think in the credits. Is that okay? I think it is. Because I couldn't put that together. Like, I was looking for fat kid in credits because I'm like, this would be a movie that calls him that. Or overall to asshole. Yes. That's a little lengthy for name, so we didn't go. do that. During that night, the kids are hanging out in a warehouse by candlelight. Don't I don't get their hangouts. Um, when, <laughs> when they leave, uh, our goons spot them, but the kids are too smart and they notice and they decide to make a break for it into a cemetery. And the goons decide, you know, well, you can't, they can't see our face, so they put their masks on once again. And I got to okay, this, it starts a little chase sequence in the cemetery, which is actually pretty cool. It's got mm-hmm. some good, like, got some good, like, shots, camera work. Like, it, they get the aesthetic right. It's kind of creepy, but not, like, super scary. But it'd be, like, good for, like, kids. Like, it just mm-hmm. yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of charming. And this is, it's one of the things that this movie, it, it does right. And it is kind of... There are parts where it is kind of creepy because they're not wearing like the pig costumes. They're wearing monster masks, and it's a pretty dark scene. And I don't mean like you know, like tone dark, like like Satan shows up and says you're all doomed to hell, or you know, nothing dark. <laughs> the, the the lighting is dark, but it's kind of creepy to see those monster masks running around in the graveyard because this is a huge, uh, the the cemetery is enormous. And it's like on a hill too. Yeah. So it it is actually the environment's actually pretty creepy, and there's some of the time uh, Whitey and and Mustache, that's their names. They they're running like uh, like on the top of like tombstones, so like they're chasing after the kids while hopping on top you know of the tombstones. Like that's actually kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, it it works really well, and this movie get got tagged as what the the Australian Goonies. And this is a scene where I'm like, okay, I, mm-hmm. get, I get that. I get that. 
Yeah, the rest of the movie, nah, I don't know. But th- this is definitely, it lends itself to that, definitely. Yeah, and I, yeah, I really like this. And there's a you know sequence where Nicole Kidman, she she, she falls into the grave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, a, yeah. Yeah, there's an open grave that she falls into. Open grave, and, and then Goose ends up down there with her, and he like he kisses Judy during that, and she's kind of like, ah. And he's like, oh, you like PJ? And she's like, you're both attractive in your own way. And then he talks about, they talk about, stuff and everybody's listening from the police to PJ himself. Um, I'm sorry. It's PJ, isn't it? I like you both. It's PJ. Who can blame you? He looks like Mr. Universe. I'd make zombie of the year. Oh, Goose, you're both attractive in your own way. Well, you got to admit, PJ's got the edge. Okay, PJ's not bad looking, but I've seen better. Not in this direction. But like you say, you've got other things going for you. You're nice. Nice? Who wants to be nice? I want to be sexy. Goose, can you hear me, Goose? Because I can hear you. Yeah. Well, I know why she likes PJ, because he wears the shortest shorts ever. And, and I know it's it's the 80s. And, you know, that was the fashion at the time. But these are so short, I can see his urethra winking at us. It it is preposterously short. While listening to this, the policewoman deduces that they are BMX kids. Yes, because they have names like PJ and Goose. Uh, 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 BMX um, kids. If we had our wheels, we could get out of here, no worries. Listen, if we had our wheels, we wouldn't be in... BMX? So what do we do now? Worry. Goose, PJ, Powderpuff, that's BMX talk. We're looking for kids on bikes. Yeah, yeah. They they called. I don't know if they called uh, Judy Powderpuff. I don't think they call her that at any other point no, in the movie. That, yeah, that was it. And yeah. I think she says that. And I'm like, when did they say that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I maybe they just assumed the sexist Australian cops just assumed her name was Powderpuff. Uh, then our our gang escapes. And he apparently had enough money to. Fix her bikes and get Judy her own. She got her own bike, her own outfit, and her own stunt double. <laughs> they made some yes. bank off of this. Yes, the stunt double that's clearly a man in a wig. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. But we also get a montage of her like writing with more sound effects and the killer song from the soundtrack, Everywhere I See Boys. They say boys so many times in this uh, this song. Like, if you want to have, like, a lightning round drinking game, anytime they say boys, take a drink, you'll be, you will be drunk in about oh two minutes. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Whitey and Mustache dress as detectives, and they have their own walkie to listen in. And then Fat Kid shows up, and Judy goes to the warehouse to try to contact PJ. Why did she go to the warehouse? Place, the boat garage, whatever it is. 
she winds she, up separated from them and like yeah she just i don't know i don't know why she went there have the um uh were they being chased was no, that it no she just went there and then she tries to call pj but then we see that pj has his music playing too loud to hear anything on the walkie talkie and that's right. when whitey and mustache corner her in there and they she, be, begin to t- interrogate her as if they are police officers looking for stolen property. Yes. This was the most competent I've ever seen any henchman. Like, you know... Right, these, they play it good. They play this this part good. Yeah, like, um, these are the most competent, like, henchmen. You know, like, the dumb henchmen I think I've maybe have ever seen. Don't get wrong. They still have bumbling qualities about them, but they're on the money with every move they make. Yeah, like they're they're on top of things. Like it makes sense to I mean, I don't know how much I mean, it makes kid sense to wear a mask to freak the kids out right. and chase I, them around. I feel like the movie wants them to be a lot goofier than the script allows. Yes. Yes. And don't worry, they get goofy. Yeah, they're but, goofy. Right they're now. goofy before this, they're goofy after this. But I mean, for a bit here, they're pretty competent and pretty pretty good here. But luckily the the walkie-talkies are always got their speaker on for some reason in this movie. Like, you have to fucking click to talk. Yeah, exactly. Someone I don't know how have... they expected the police not to hear them. Yeah, they must have busted the buttons off. But the police hear the interrogation. Then hilarity ensues when a construction site gets the signals mixed. And the interrogation sounds like demolition orders. And we see stuff going, like, crazy on construction sites. Again. <laughs> the Richard Lester vibe is back for a right. moment. It's back. And it'll come back again, too. Oh, Whitey then pulls a knife on Judy. He wants that half a or like quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. He doesn't care. But, Some punk-ass kid. It's like the, the, the heist... It, like it takes place like basically the next day. Right, I yeah, that, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's... So the they, next so they day. need these walkie-talkies. Goose PJ conveniently finally hear judy in trouble and they race across a golf course and many other settings to get to her uh including fat kid getting an ice cream cone like a refill ice cream cone and then they take them from him lick them and throw them on the ground and he goes to chase slips and falls gets ice cream on his ass then he gets gets on his bike and chases them and he runs into people moving and then like a construction site because he's fat and uncoordinated. Right. <laughs> but Ju- Judy, in the meanwhile, manages to make a break for it, and she escapes to a pier, which she begins chasing, getting chased through some yachts, and she finds a paddle boat and goes out, but it's still tied to the dock. <laughs> yeah, she's she, she doesn't have a lot of aquatic skills, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But as the guys are getting ready to pull her back in, Goose and PJ show up and knock off the goons yeah. into the water and get Judy, and she yeah, gets they, her bike they fall, back. They, they fall into the water, and it's like when they fall, the, when the henchmen fall into the water, it's like all that competency just gets washed away because from here on out, they're typical goofy kid movie villains. Now begins a very long chase scene. It's it's, seven, it's like seventeen minutes. Oh my god! I thought it was oh, longer than I thought. I thought it was only fifteen. Only fifteen. Seventeen. Oh my minutes. god! Yeah. This this chase went on for so long. I thought it was the end of the movie. Yeah, I thought when when the chase ended, the movie was gonna end. Like it was so like 
And it's just more of this... If you saw the beginning of the movie with the Richard Lester stuff, it's just more of this. I mean, they go... They chase through town. They go by car, by foot. They go through water slides. The priest yes. comes back, has another little gag. Yeah. Keep, it, keep in mind, water slides. This is a BMX movie with water. The kids are on their bikes and they take the bikes with them in the water slides. Yeah. How big... Like, where the hell did they find slides that would accommodate an entire damn bike? I have a difficult time fitting my bike inside a car. I can't imagine how big these these slides were. Right. And didn't uh, weren't there more laser sounds yep. when they're going oh, yes. all over this? All yeah. Just... But, but no, when they're in the sli- yes. in the slide. Yeah. When, when the bike is not is not jumping, is not doing anything other than laying in water. There are still laser sounds. <laughs> Because apparently, like, water and laser don't react really well, so it was going crazy. They take from town to this warehouse where the the car just basically does donuts around, having a hard time chasing BMX bikes. Yes. The, the amount of abandoned warehouses in oh, this Oh, and town Whitey's, like, ass. standing up through the sunroof like he was on the boat. Earlier. Yeah, it must be some kind of fetish with this guy that get tossed around like a rag doll. Yeah, he loves it. And then they get to this some other construction site where the car finally kind of breaks down and the kids get a chance to hide and they hide in this cage. And that's pretty much it. But this chase has had the kids being chased by these guys on foot where the guys constantly are keeping up with them. Yes. And they're it- the guys are getting like foiled into running into things and falling down and crashing stuff and having to get back up, yet still only two feet behind the bikes. Yes, and eventually, somehow, the these guys, they get back to their own car to chase the kids and again. Don't like, lose them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, why did you ever get out of your bike or uh, out of your car? I mean, they went through the construction site, and that's when they got out. But and the they kids... Just, they just give the fuck up. They're like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's like, I went down a water slide. I'm done. My suit's ruined. Let's get out of here. Yeah, but this chase is like 17 minutes. It's yes. crazy. I count it because we watched it. We watched this together for this, and it was both our first time seeing it. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is still like it was yeah. forever. Like, this is going to be it. This is what this movie is is a big long chase scene. Because before this, yeah. you had the cemetery chase, which was, you know, it wasn't 17 minutes, but it was no, pretty, pretty lengthy. It was, it was a reasonable amount. You took a break, and then. Nicole Kidman gets like captured, and once that she frees that, this chase begins. Yeah, that's what I figured. Like, okay, she, you know, she gets loose, and here's the big chase for the final act of the movie. I thought, like, all right, well, the, I guess this is just a, a long third act, but no, no, we're not even the we're not in the third act yet. <laughs> this is just a thing that happened. Yeah, the third act begins. A, a they, boss man. They just had access to a water park, so they said, "Let's do it." Let's put the bike in some water and see what happens. We got to make this work somehow. We got to get these water slides in this. <laughs> That's production value. Uh, the boss man says everything's set for tomorrow, but the walkies and that Whitey and Mustache have till noon to get it. And the police are out having no luck finding the BMX bikers, but then they find Fat Kid and ask about his walkie-talkie, and all of a sudden, immediately PJ, Judy, and Goose are in the holding. Room yeah, at the police station. Like, <laughs> wow. Okay, that was fast. 
Like, how, how does the the fat kid know where they are? Because it's not like I don't know if these kids have a house. As far as we know, they don't have parents. Like the the one, um, I think uh, yeah, Goose right. mentions that he had, like the the boat earlier in the movie is his dad's. But other than that, there's no mention of any parents. We don't see their home life at all. So for all we know, he has an estranged father that he took his took the the boat from because these people don't seem to have parents at all. It's, it it seems children. like like hey, I got chased by criminals. Like they, they don't even know why they're being chased. They don't even like. Well, well, when they were getting chased around the graveyard, they had no idea that it was about the walkie-talkies. They didn't know it was about the walkie-talkies until Nicole Kidman was kidnapped. Right. The main captain, police captain, says, "If you promise, we, we promise. Wait a minute. I haven't finished yet. If you promise me that you won't be as stupid as that again." And maybe, well, we can forget about the whole thing. Hang on, hang on. You're not getting off scot-free. It's what you might call good news and bad news. Firstly, all that chaos that you caused is going to cost money. Well, that's the good news. However, knowing that these two are around the traps again is of some help to us. There's a reward out from the banks, you know, for information leading to their conviction. You mean we might crack it for a few bucks? Oh, more than a few bucks. If we catch him. Wow, this movie recognizes that kind of thing. Because <laughs> that, that chase scene alone, they, you know, ripped apart construction sites and... Well, I mean, I guess the golf course that they that they went through is fine. I, I don't know well, if they had to. Well, there's some stores, but uh, you're yeah, yeah, going to yeah. blame the kids for the criminals chasing after them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But those businesses just have insurance. Yeah. But the kids have other ideas and are hoping that, that their actions could help them get a BMX track. And they say they need bait for Whitey and Mustache. So... What they do is they get all the BMXers together, and the plan... Is, and with so many BMXers in town, you'd think you'd have built them a damn park by now. Yeah, because there's like 300 kids. That's not an exaggeration. It's it's preposterous how many people... Right. Well, it, it's like they just like drove around and say, hey, you want to be in a movie, mate? And you just got like, a bike? <laughs> is it BMX? BMX push bike? <laughs> that's absolutely that's absolutely what it was it's like there the, the, like there's like, like a bmx bike race they said hang on we have to shoot these scenes first and then you can then you can go on your race well they have the plan is that they're gonna fake out the bad guys with the empty package of walkies because that package was at the police station and they take it and as immediately as they are talking about where are the crooks? They show up and take the box. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, oh, I wonder where those crooks are. Like, you know, couldn't get away from them yesterday, and now we need them. And here they are. There they are. Immediately took the bait. Yep. And, and they take and Judy, too. Again. Again, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have no idea where these kids are. They just, again, just happen to be driving around. Like, there they are! Yeah, and and wildly, in the car, Mustache is like, he's like aching to kill somebody, and he flaunts his knife around. It's like, whoa, dude, chill. Yeah, he puts like a Judy's neck, right? Yeah, he's like, he's nuts. And then uh, by the time all the bad guys find out there are no walkies 
in the box, uh, all the BMX kids show up and like flower the guys. Yeah, that's their like, weapon. Flower. Because like, like b- before like Judy gets kidnapped, they're talking to all the kids. They said everyone got the weapons right, or they said something like that, or their yeah. ammo, or or whatever. And yeah, bags of flour. I guess. Yes, it's. I guess they're just like bad guy repellent. They're gluten intolerant or something. I mean, I I, I don't understand. Well, how the that's bad a guys, weapon. They escape their car and kidnap Judy again and put her on a semi. Mm, yep. Which PJ and Goose give chase to, and PJ on foot chases it and manages yes. to jump on, and then Goose bikes his way up to it. But, but he seems to have a harder time on the bike than PJ did just running up to the vehicle. But and then I love the one the one the bad guys just look in the river. He's like, ah, there's a BMX bicyclist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh god! Like, like if he just if he just would have said it's one of those kids, that would have made more sense. Why did he have to? This be movie so just specific? showed us in the 1980s there was no slang for a guy who rode a BMX bike, and they tried <laughs> like hell to go. What do they? What, what do they call? It? There was like BMXer, your push bike, BMX bicyclist, and none of it sounds cool. It just sounds like a mouthful of awkward every time they try to like call like the kids something it is needlessly formal it's one of them bmx cyclists like you mean one of the three kids you've been chasing around for the past couple of days the semi that they're on it goes by it comes up on this guy this place where these guys are pouring all this white stuff on the ground and analyzing it it was like foam yeah, uh, foam like, fertilizer yeah like some foam for okay and then the semi crashes into some cars and ends up crashing into the truck with all the foam and it goes everywhere and the cops show up and arrest the bad guys. And we immediately cut to a BMX park open. Uh, people are having fun riding around and our main characters get trophies as the BMX song plays as the credits roll. Yes. That's that's where it is. Like, oh, okay. Well, here, here's the uh, here's the epilogue. It's like, well, I guess it all worked out. Yeah, but <laughs> but like like but you see like 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 how much was that reward? My yeah. God! Well, like I know what you know. A BMX park. It's you know it's mostly like dirt, but still, like <laughs> did this happen overnight? That's what it seems to happen. Like like parks take time to build. <laughs> Right, exactly. I, mean, I don't care if it's just dirt. It takes time to get that dirt in the right position. It's just it's nuts. They just get like a, like trophies for I don't know if they're for racing or or what, but they're winners, so they get trophies. <laughs> Thank you for saving the city. Yeah, I, I guess that's what it was. Trophy. Like, yeah, I just I I just I'm guessing everything worked out for everyone. Except the bad guys, like that. Yeah. Well, it was nice that there was enough reward money to pay off all the collateral damage that this movie incurred, and to build a BMX track as well, nice. so they won't get harassed on the push bikes. The BMX bicyclists on the push bikes. <sighs> like a push bike, it sounds like someone is behind you pushing you as you're on the bike. Right. Now, let, here's the thing we pointed out when we watched this movie, like. This is BMX Bandits, but, like, there, there's tricks in this movie, but really, like, 
any of the things they're doing on the bike, you could it could have been like mountain bike bandits. Yeah, like they're, they're not they're, they're not like, like like flipping like the 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 handlebar or the uh, the front uh, wheel around. They're not doing like anything special. Like the jumps aren't that big. There's like they're jumps not, they're, and yeah, like, they're not big at all. Like the most BMXing that happens that seems to be special to you know a, a BMX bike is like the end yes. you know, on the track and and a little when, bit of Nicole Kidman's montage does some like yeah. half pipe stuff. And, and that's it. The rest of it is just, they're just, it could have been any bike, really. A- any bike that can jump far enough to clear a sand trap on a golf course. A- any laser powered bike would have worked right. for this movie. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like there's, there's like nothing, like, there's no cool BMX tricks. It's like they heard about BMX bikes, like watched a quick video and. We're like, well, we, we don't have time to learn all that, but we could probably do these couple things. Yeah, and the couple like, things they could do were like, well, I could do that. It was like BMX biking so new to Australia that no one really know, knew how to do any tricks. Yeah. That's what's going on? Yeah. Because that's like, what it seems to be. Like, hey, there's this new fad going around. Yeah, it's called BMX. They do these push bikes and they have these like, tricks. <laughs> oh, let's make a movie. Someone made it, and it was Australia. They they got on it. They were the first, as far as I know, they were the first BMX movies. So that's why it's like this. Just like Edison's first movies, they weren't anything special, but they were the first. So that's what made them important. Right. So it's the first BMX movie. So that's what made it important. And it's when it's like Nicole Kidman's first movie. So it's got that going yeah. for it. A movie that she won't talk about. Yeah, but but the the cover, any cover for this movie makes you know that Nicole Kidman's in this movie. Right. There was, I was looking around uh, on this movie, and one of the uh, the DVD covers, it was clear that the picture of Nicole Kidman is when she's like in her thirties. Yeah. Like, you know, Nicole Kidman's like sixteen when this movie takes place with like 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 really frizzy hair. Like, it looked like Nicole Kidman from Batman Forever, basically, yeah. on the cover of this um, well, DVD. Well, I mean, the, the, covers are, the covers and posters I've seen are pretty rad looking. Yes. That, the original poster actually looks pretty... It looks very appropriate for what the movie is. It looks like a Nintendo cover. Like the, from, yes! From back in the day. That's That's what it reminds me of. Well, that makes sense, because if you were to jump a bike in that, it would probably make sounds so that makes sense that was like part part of what like i i like wanted to see this movie was like seeing that artwork i'm like oh it's kind of like take me back to my video store days of like well that box is kind of cool yeah i'm sure this many people were sold on this movie because of the box art it does feel like a 90s kid movie before there was like 90s kid movies yeah Take, take something popular Throw some dumpy story about kids foiling like crook, like mm-hmm. villain adult, like crook adults. Yeah, absolutely. Except I think in this one, the kids actually break the law, whereas <laughs> in those others, I'm not sure if they did as much. But but like the first thing that they do to get the story moving is them breaking the law, taking something that is not theirs. Right. Right. But again, they're bandits. Binders so keepers. You, you know. They were taking stolen merchandise. 
Yes. It, it was it was salvage. That's what uh, what Goose said. I think. Like, looks like we're getting into salvage. And now it's time for us to rate the movie. As we are a cult cinema cavalcade, we try to keep our ratings culty. Our options are stay with your family. Uh, you just got kissed by a goose six feet under and you're not really feeling it too much. Converted. You yourself uh, want to save up money by pushing carts and and uh, earning your own BMX bike and BMX bandits uh, shirt. And drink of the Kool-Aid. You're going to go all out and fund that BMX park for the kids. So, Cullen, how do you rate BMX Bandits? BMX Bandits is... It's not its not a hard movie to watch, thankfully. The songs are <laughs> um, very enjoyable. Not because they're good. I mean, they're not bad. I don't know. They do kind of get stuck in your head, especially that final BMX song. That plays over the credits. I really actually enjoyed that. The Nicole Kidman, the the one with about the boys, is just so like what? Yeah, it's and really it's, out of place. Yeah. Like, like all right, it's like all right, let's... and you can't ignore hearing the lyrics. That's the one thing. Like they just the lyrics. Yeah, there's just no dialogue. Stick just, out. Yeah, yeah. It's like let's stop the movie for about two and a half minutes and just watch Nicole Kidman ride on a bike. I think uh, I think I'm going to stay with my family on this one. I I enjoyed watching it. Um, if someone else were to hear about it and wanted to watch it with me, I would happily do that. But outside of that, I don't think I feel a need to watch this again. There's, it's like the, like push bikes. That's probably the most quotable line of this movie. So it's not really you know that terribly memorable. What about you, Brandon? How would you rate BMX Bandits? I'm gonna say lightly converted. I think it's a, it's an enjoyable single watch movie. Uh, something to talk about. It, it's not bad. Like I guess it's not a bad revisit. I, I I watched it twice for this, but I do think it's a really good like kids movie. Uh, not like I, really good might be stretching it, but it's a pretty good kids movie, which I don't think maybe a lot of kids have seen. It's not something that you know is always gonna appear like oh show your kids show your kids this and whatever but i think you could show it to like some kids and they they'd enjoy it it has a lot of kid logic kid movie logic to it and stuff like that and i think that maybe more who it's for there's a little bit i mean the robbery at the beginning might be a bit much but that's gone really fast and no one gets hurt um and they're bad guys you gotta show them doing some bad stuff but that that's where i think the movie lies and that's where part of my converting is going to go to because i think it is a solid movie for kids and it's a it's a decent uh weird movie to check out um nicole kidman's fine in this movie i don't think that's anything like embarrassing to go back and look at her at so if that's what you're like oh my gosh she was in this like crazy bmx movie there's nothing to like look bad upon her with i mean she's She's fine, so I guess she's she's always been a fine actress since 16. I don't know if I agree with Quentin Tarantino that it's her second best performance of her career, but uh, <laughs> or that it's even Australian Goonies, right? Because Austra- because Goonies that was an adventure. This is just a thing that happened. I guess it's kids with something that mobsters want or something. I don't. 
Mm. They chase. Maybe that's the connection. But I don't know. That that cemetery scene's really good, and you know it's got a really long chase scene that <laughs> is long, but doesn't. I'd say we did note how long it was, but it doesn't yes. feel long. I think we were just like, oh, is this how they're gonna end the movie on this one long chase? If, if you know what, this would have been a better movie had it had the the thing of being like, oh, we're going to have this really long chase that ends this movie. Hmm. It might have been better had the, the movie ended in the chase somehow. Well, but it keeps going after that. So it's a little, it's exhausted you a little bit and you still have more to go. Now, there's there's only one uh, movie that has an extended uh, chase scene uh, at the end that involves extreme sports that we'll get to later on this show. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing The Apple from 1980, starring Catherine Mary Stewart. Dropping in for the discussion will be Jim Dietz from the wonderful HHWLOD Podcast Network, where you can find him on such great podcasts as The Walking Dead TV Podcast, Nothing's On Podcast, and the DC TV Podcast. Yeah, The Apple is... um... Our first Uh... musical episode... (laughs) I don't know what to say about the Apple other than I'm very scared. Put on your BIM marks and come join us. Our episode has come to an end. Thank you for sticking around and listening to us talk about BMX bandits. We look forward to next time, but first stay tuned for the trailer to the Apple. The trailer that actually trails. In 1994, the world is controlled by one power. The apple is success. There ain't no pride. There ain't no shame. There ain't no sympathy. The Apple brings you everything. What about happiness? I wanted to release Phoebe from a contract. Cheers. Where is she? I stand alone. The apple is the temptation. The apple is the experience. Take the apple! Whoa! Praise the apple! The apple is the forbidden fruit. Come and take me and shake me and mold me and make me and fill me up with your fire. Come do anything to me. Your little heart desires. Ooh, I've never been so high in my life. Phoebe, I must see you. i got to talk to you. The apple takes your soul.
Special experience in movie-going entertainment, the Apple. Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. You can find more of Cullen's work on the A Touch of Crass podcast, also found on the Creative Zombie Studios Network, and on Twitter at my name is Cullen. You can find more of my work on whysoblue.com. My Twitter handle is at btpeters. Our producer is Brad Shoemaker. Podcast edited by Brandon. Theme song, Pink Baby, by Happy Elf, found on the freemusicarchive.org website. The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio, and no infringement is intended. Please join us again in two weeks for our next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Push box, 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 push box